Well, today, we're going to continue in this Christmas experience, you know? Uh, we are going to look at another song. We have been looking at songs for a Savior, right? And uh, Pastor Kelly, was she preached through the entire Magnificat, Mary's song. And boy, didn't we learn a lot. And we saw how much God revealed through that song. And today, we're going to look at Simeon's song. Maybe you've never heard about Simeon, but Simeon, he, he was quite a guy. So we're going we're gonna to read that. It's in Luke chapter 2. It's after Jesus was born, you know. And um, so we're going to continue, and I'm going to just read this passage because I think it's very important to read the Word. We love the Word of God in this church, don't we? We love the Word. And so we love to hear it as well. And children, you will love to hear it as well, too. There's some coloring pictures for the children if, if you didn't get them. You can ask for them and... Uh, just give a little sign and we'll get them to you. Okay, Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to, to 35. It'll also be up here on the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you today. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for, for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can freely proclaim your word here at the Bridge International Church. Lord, we pray today that as we look into your word, Lord, that we would take from it that which you want to give us today. Lord, may we have our eyes open and our ears open in our hearts, Lord, so that we can hear and allow your word to take effect and to do its work in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Christmas is over. Right? Christmas is over. 
Christ has come into the world. Now what? Sometimes we have so much anticipation and excitement for the holiday, you know, for the day of Christmas Day, that all of a sudden after it's over, we're left, we're let down emotionally. Can anybody relate to that? Yeah? You just kind of, everything is so hyped up and every, you're looking forward with such great expectation and then all of a sudden, you just have this kind of a down feeling. It's, it's all gone. We can feel empty. We can feel disappointed. Even at holiday times, can't we? But that's when we have to remind ourselves that we're on a journey. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are on a journey all of our life long. And we're called upon to wait. Even now, we're called upon to wait again. Why? Because Jesus came, the Son of God, he came into the world as a babe, and he grew, and, and, there was, and he became a man, and he came and gave his life for us, and he died for us on the cross. But folks, we have joyful expectation for what is to come yet. Jesus will come again. Okay, he first came and he did all of this for us, and he is, he is unceasingly interceding for us right now. At the right hand of the Father. That's what the scriptures tell us. So what do we want to do today in looking at Simeon's story? We want to look back in history. And we want to see the events as told by Luke after Jesus' birth. And we want to learn what God has set in motion for us. You see, the Lord is with us. Emmanuel. He is with us. He is here right now. And so let's look at what Luke has reported. And some say that Luke might have talked to Mary. And she was a, a witness for Luke as he was preparing to write the documents. I was reading in some commentaries that Mary perhaps was, you know, the, the first witness for him. It, she was the primary reference. If some of you do research, you'll know what that's about. So it's good to have a primary reference. So, you know, you can think back to that time and think, okay, wow, Mary related this to Luke so that he could put it down. And, of course, we know that it is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and we see the Holy Spirit at work. So let's look at this first passage. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. What do you see in this passage? Wow, what God revealed to me as I looked at it, it just hit me so clearly. The Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Messiah. And while he was there in the temple, what happened? The Holy Spirit moved him to go into the temple courts. The temple was the place of activity for the people of Israel. 
lots of things went on in the temple in Jerusalem. And so Simeon believed in hope and in eager expectation that the Holy Spirit, who was upon him and who had revealed to him, would show him Jesus at just the right time. See, Simeon was a man of the Spirit. He was led of the Spirit. He had a relationship with God, if you like. He listened. Children, he was obedient. It's good to obey, isn't it? It's good to do the right thing. It's good to listen to what God has to say through your mom and dad and do what you need to do. And this is what he did. He lived in communion with the Holy Spirit. He was righteous and devout. That means that he followed the laws of God, and he was there, devout. He was in the temple, a man of prayer, a man who was in God's presence continually. And yes, being the Holy Spirit being upon him at the right time and in God's timing, he was moved by the Spirit to go into the temple courts, and there at the right time, in the right place, he met Jesus. He met Jesus, the Lord's Messiah. How wonderful. Can you imagine? Can you just see that picture of Simeon meeting Jesus and taking him from Mary's arms? I, we don't know whether he threw him up in the air, but he was just full of joy. You know how some of his parents, when they see their child, their child comes running, you know? Well, Jesus was only about a month old at this time because Mary had had to wait about a, month, a month's time until she could go to the temple in terms of the purification laws. But there they were, and they had two turtle doves or two pigeons to offer because they were poor. They didn't have a lamb, a perfect lamb, or, you know, they, there were other things that you could offer. So here we have this time, at the right time, the right place, he met Jesus, the consolation of Israel. Israel was expecting that. And what a joy to have him there. And the Lord had orchestrated it through the Holy Spirit. I believe the Lord is showing us today how much the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. And how much he wants us to know the Holy Spirit. And just as Simeon was a man of the Spirit, he wants us to be people of the Spirit. You see, John, in, uh, the, in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 29... The Lord Jesus said to his disciples after his resurrection, and even especially to Timothy, who had not believed in the testimony of his brothers, when Jesus had risen and he, he revealed himself to them and Timothy wasn't there, what did he say to Timothy? He said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus said before his crucifixion and death and his resurrection in John chapter 16, verse 7, I tell you the truth, it is better for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate, which is another name for the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus prepared the people to receive the Holy Spirit. 
So you see, Jesus came and he lived his life. And we see the Holy Spirit who is so important in the life of Simeon. And we see how much the focus is on the Holy Spirit. And here Jesus, before he leaves, his disciples says, it will be better for me to go away so that I may send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is amongst us. He has been sent. Have you received him? Have you responded to the Holy Spirit? One of the first actions of the Holy Spirit, according to the scriptures, is to convict us so that we will know of our need for Jesus and receive Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit can only point to Jesus. And he will teach us and lead us into all truth. Have you asked Jesus to fill you with the Holy Spirit? As on the day of Pentecost? That's all for us, brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be continually filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit always leads us to Jesus. Ask Jesus to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He makes you strong so that you can be God's ambassadors, just like Simeon was. Simeon was an ambassador for the Lord. He was a man who was led of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was on him. And he spoke of the Spirit. He, he spoke in prophetic word, actually. And he announced that he had seen the Lord. You know, there was also another prophetess in the, we, we're not going to study her today, but Anna was there and she recognized that Jesus was the Savior as well. She was a woman of the word. She was a, she was a woman of the Holy Spirit as well. So let's be people of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. Let's be people of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been freely given. Jesus said, it's better that I go away so that I can send him to you. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Simeon's response was joyful and exuberant, like I said. And he took Jesus in his arms. He received him as he dedicated Jesus to the Lord. He prophesied. That often happens in the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the presence of the Lord. Can you imagine Simeon in the presence of Jesus? He prophesied. The Holy Spirit had him speak forth the truth. And what did he say? He said, Sovereign Lord, as you promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. You can see here that salvation was not just for Israel, but for all the nations. He was a light to the nations. This is a prophetic word announced. Because from the very beginning of the word of God in, in the book of Genesis, we see that salvation was to be for all people. Fulfillment of the promise to Simeon. Wow, now I can die. My, the promise has been fulfilled. I have seen my Savior. But maybe it was just the end of his assignment. Maybe he had another assignment after that. <laughs> he was prepared for all the world to see. And aren't we grateful? Because most of us here are Gentiles. And the word has gone forth. We are not from, the fam we are not from Israel, but we have become part of the people of God. Thank you, Lord, that we can be part of the people of God. See, there is no more distinction. When we come to know Jesus, 
the one and only way to salvation. We, we, we have met him, and we know him. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says that salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That's what Christmas is all about. Isn't it wonderful to have that assurance? It is wonderful to have that assurance that Jesus is the only way. And that's what we announce. You see, it happened in the temple here that Jesus was announced to the world. But then what happened is salvation came to us through Jesus. And now we are all temples of the Holy Spirit. We have received Jesus. That's what the word of God says. And, and in that sense, as we worship together here, we come together not to this place because it's our temple. But we are the temple. And collectively, we are the temple of the living God. And that's why Jesus said it was so important that he go away. That we could each receive of the Holy Spirit. And be filled and worship him in spirit and in truth. Now how do we know that? We know that because of the word of God. Simeon was a man of the word. Simeon knew the word of God. As a matter of fact, when you look at his prophecies, you see that they are really from the basis of Isaiah the prophet. So he knew the word of God. And the word of God propelled him and led him into a deeper relationship with Lord. And actually, Simeon, he is, he is an example of faith. This past semester, with the university students, we studied the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Simeon had faith. He was hopeful for something that, you know, he had not yet seen. And then he did see it. His faith came into existence. He saw because he believed on the promise of the Holy Spirit. It was spoken to him that he would see Jesus before he died. And the Lord fulfilled that word. See, we are now strangers in a strange land. We are pilgrims on a journey. We're living in a world, but we're not part of it. We, are, we, we can feel uncomfortable that way. And, and that's a good thing because it's not our home. This world is not our home. You are on a journey to your eternal heavenly home. And that's why you lift up your eyes and praise the living God, your Savior, Redeemer, and soon coming King. Jesus is the Word of God. That's one of his names. And he wants us to love his Word, his written Word. It's a, it's a miracle that we have the written word of God, brothers and sisters, that comes from olden times, and then you know it was printed. God allowed for Gutenberg to have the printing press and print the Bible. And now, today, we have the word of God on our phones. Can you? It's incredible. And yet, you know, sometimes we, we don't immerse ourselves in it, do we? But the Lord wants us to be people of the word. He wants us to be people of the Spirit, number one, but he also wants us to be people of the Word. The Holy Spirit is the one who will be your teacher. 
And he will lead you into all truth. But open the word, my brothers and sisters. Open the word and be. Be like Simeon. Follow his example. Be a man of the word. Be a woman of the word. Just as Jesus was dedicated to the Lord as a babe, we celebrate the dedication of our babies to the Lord at the bridge. Why do we do that? It's an act of faith. It's an act of faith to dedicate our babies unto the Lord. If you haven't yet dedicated your children, you could just come and talk to me about it. Or Pastor Kelly when she gets back. Or, or, or Pastor David. And, and we'll arrange for that. We love to dedicate babies at the bridge. And dedicate them unto the Lord. It's an act of faith that we are putting our trust in our God. Are you putting Jesus first? Are you praising him daily as your Lord and King? Are you reading, meditating, studying the word of God? The word of God is our spiritual food, brothers and sisters. Jesus is the word of God. We have the written word of God as a witness. We have the Holy Spirit as a witness. And we have the whole church from the beginning of Pentecost to be witnesses unto us of the truth. So let's be people of the Spirit. Let's be people of the Word. And thirdly, let's be people of proclamation. Let's tell others about Jesus. Simeon continued to prophesy. He said, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul. Jesus alone can save you, for he is the Savior. He was destined to be that double-edged sword that the book of Hebrews tells us about. It's a sword that divides. It gets to the core of things. Hebrews 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's our God. That can be a scary thought or it can be a comforting thought. And we want it to be a comforting thought. Because when the Holy Spirit convicts us by the word of God, what do we do? We run to Jesus. Run to our Lord because he is love. And he is the one who will lead us into all truth and guide us. Jesus is the word of God. He reveals all things. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Some receive him, respond in repentance, and rejoice. Unfortunately, as this prophecy said, there were those who would be against so others reject him, refuse to change, and rebel. But the Lord wants that all should be saved. This is what the scriptures say. That none should perish. And friends, he wants us to be people of proclamation. Let's be people of proclamation. Have you joyfully passed on the news that Jesus has already come? Have you yielded to the Holy Spirit and opened your mouth to proclaim Jesus the only way to salvation? 
What a time Christmas is to do that, right? But it doesn't necessarily have to be at Christmas. It can be at any time of the year. Actually, we as Christians celebrate every day as Christmas. It's not just a holiday. It's not just one day. But it's a lifestyle. And the Lord desires that we will walk with him in this journey, led of the Holy Spirit. How many of us have been touched and led into the presence of God? I remember my personal testimony, friends. It was because I had a thirst for the truth that I started reading the word of God. And, the, and I went to buy a Bible because I, I wanted something spiritual to happen in my life. I think that relates to a lot of what we're hearing today. There are people who want something spiritual. And so I started to read the Bible. Boy, when I look back over my life, I see that that was the Holy Spirit who led me to go to that bookshop and buy the Bible. And for three years, I immersed myself in the Word of God. And is it a surprise that one day, as I was reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit convicted me and brought me to Christ, revealed to me that Jesus was my Savior and that there was nothing that I could do except to receive what Jesus had done for me. He opened my eyes. One moment before, I I was not a believer, and then I became a believer. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. And as we read the word of God and are immersed in it, we come to know the Lord. The Lord is here today, folks. And, and maybe we have kind of a slump, you know, after Christmas and after all the excitement, all of the gifts that were opened. Maybe some of you still have paper all over the floor at home. Who knows? <laughs> you know how it is with the Christmas presents. But today, the Lord wants to encourage you that he is with you and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He came into the world and he came so that he would be received, knowing also that he would be rejected. But we have the joy of being able to receive him and to rejoice, and to rejoice that he is amongst us and that he will lead us and he will guide us. Simeon had the joy of knowing that one day he would see the Lord, and he did. And he rejoiced. Why? Because he was a man of the spirit. He was a man of the word. And he proclaimed. And he and Anna proclaimed to everybody that came into the temple that Jesus, the Savior, is born. Let's announce to everybody today that Jesus, the Savior, is born. Has Jesus saved you? Has he filled you with his Holy Spirit? Has he given you that power to proclaim? If not, we're going to take some time this morning and we're going to, we're going to pray about those, those three issues there. Just answer those questions in your mind. As we sing the song, Ade is going to lead us in the last song that we sang.
God, I look to you. Hey, this is Kelly, lead pastor of the Bridge International Church. We hope you enjoyed this week's message from the Bridge. If you'd like more information about the Bridge, or if you'd like to get in touch with us, visit us at thebridgeparis.com. Oh, 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 oh,